Grab a Torch podcast, a rundown and chat about reality show Survivor. It's great to have you here for a rundown of episode 10, where High on night 19 was voted out in another blindside. The remaining seven players arrived back at camp with Mike feeling the most invigorated by the new dynamics, a result of the little lie Omar put in his ear about how High called Mike his puppet. I think one of the big differences between High and Omar's game is the attention to detail that Omar pays to each player. High did that well up to a point, but Omar is the true master, and that's what allowed him to tell that kind of lie to Mike, based in almost the essence of truth, without High having ever said Mike was his puppet. And to use that essence of truth at the right time, knowing exactly how it would affect Mike. Anyway, still though, High was a great player, really intelligent, and determined, and like every player who has gone before him, I'm going to miss seeing him play each week. On a side note, I have to say, seeing each player the week after they've been voted out, sitting there on the jury looking so different, they all look great as quote-unquote civilians, but for some reason I think they all look better in the wild during the game. Anyway, I think that's just a weird me thing. So back to the show and Marianne's toe. It's day 20 and the remaining seven players are sitting around in the morning chatting. And Marianne gives a little gasp, noticing her toe, which draws attention. And she says, it's fine. I actually lose my pinky toes quite often. Drea's expression, the way she said, what? And Lindsay's reaction as well. It looked like exactly the kind of comic relief they all needed. Of course, there were also annoyed looks. Some people were hiding their faces. I know it's got to be a challenge in editing this show together. And I guess barring having a two-hour episode each week, there may be no chance to show enough of each player to give the real essence of who they all are. Having said that, I'm finding myself feeling suspicious about what I'm seeing and having to make 180-degree turns on these players depending on the moment shown. The last episode or two, I stopped thinking that Marianne must be getting under everyone's skin all the time, talking non-stop nonsense, because they've now started showing her speaking logically and people having a real fondness for her. And it was nice to see, but it's leaving me feeling a little... I don't know... cautious about exactly what may actually be going on. And before I overspeak it, I still think Marianne isn't every player's cup of tea, but I think that could be said about every player, and all of us, and that being life. So now I don't know what I'm saying. Maybe I'm saying if you don't like your edit in life, stop putting out that option. No, that's not what I'm saying. That would mean I'm saying be perfect, and nobody can be perfect. But imagine if you were, and how many complaints that would get. I think I'm suffering from survivor slap-happy syndrome. Okay, back to the show. Marianne's having a great time despite the physical challenges, and then she and Romeo get together and chat about how the big players are going after each other, and so now they, at the bottom, are actually in the power position. But even as they're saying it, I don't know that they actually believe it. 
Meanwhile, Omar, Drea, Mike, Lindsay, and Jonathan are on the beach talking. Omar, as always, does very little of the talking, spending his time and energy calculating every word spoken, noticing who is agreeing with who. Or is it whom? Ah, whom cares? Mike takes the leader role and says, it's a no-brainer. The five of them are the best. Let's fight it out. Dre is surprised that the two of them, Romeo and Marianne, are still there. And then she cuts to the chase and asks if they all want to be the final five. And they all agree. Do a group fist pump. Mike says, I give you my word. Then Mike and Omar walk away, and Mike says he hopes he didn't overstep back there. Omar asks, why? What are you thinking? And Mike says his plan is to get Drea out. Then Lindsay joins Omar and Mike, and Mike tells her the plan is to go get Drea, that she's a big threat. Omar and Drea then sit together and chat about how Mike is feeling himself, but Omar doesn't go so far as to say that Mike wants her out. Interview style, Jonathan is feeling terribly hungry. His plan was to eat what everybody else was eating, but he's much bigger, he burns more calories, and so he has it a lot tougher than everyone else. Moods are on edge. Lindsay and Drea are annoyed by Jonathan's attitude as he instructs them on how to untangle the fishing net instead of doing it for them. Basically, it's been 20 days and I'm wondering if literally nobody but Jonathan has gone fishing with that net. Drea and Lindsay talk with Romeo and Marianne about going after Jonathan if he doesn't win immunity. Lindsay, interview style, knows what she's capable of in challenges if only Jonathan weren't there. I have to say, Drea and Lindsay both seem very athletic and fit, but that doesn't get to shine very often just because Jonathan casts such a large shadow in that area. All right, on to day 21 and the immunity challenge. Players must balance on a narrow perch while holding onto a handle behind their heads. And there is a twist, a dangerous twist. But if you think you're on the bottom, it could help. If you are the first person to fall out of the challenge, you will have to play a potentially deadly game of chance called Survivor Do or Die. Tonight at Tribal Council, the first person to fall out of the challenge will play do or die, and if they win, they are safe, and then it's a regular tribal. But if they lose, that's it. Nothing can protect you, no idols, no shot in the dark, nothing. So now the decision, do you compete or not? Where do you believe you sit in this game? So they each take a purple and a gray rock. Purple is to compete, gray is to sit out. And out of the seven players, five of them choose Gray Rock not to play. Five of them feel safe enough, including Romeo and Marianne. Lindsay, I think, was not expecting that. I think her thought process was that she wouldn't be the first out. But when there's only one other competing, and that's Jonathan... It was apparent she had regrets the moment she realized how many people were sitting out. The challenge looked painfully hard, and Jonathan dropped a half second after Lindsay did. This one was a heartbreaker for the pain of both of them, but also for Lindsay taking a chance that she didn't need to take and suddenly being in real jeopardy. Interview style, Lindsay said that was a million-dollar gamble that she took, and she was disappointed with herself. She wanted to beat Jonathan, her being a competitor her whole life came into play. 
Then we were shown video footage of her playing football for six years as the only girl. One thing that challenge did was really show off her biceps, by the way. Anyway, Marianne and Omar are together, and Marianne says, it just sucks how Lindsay and she couldn't finish. I think she was on the brink of tears. For sure, if Marianne were to follow anyone's lead over anyone else, it would be Lindsay. It seems like Lindsay has always been the one to get along best with Marianne. People were really encouraging of Lindsay, who was so down about the turn of events. So Mike got with Lindsay and said Romeo is the decoy boat, and they will actually go after Drea, who is a real threat. Mike then told Jonathan the plan, and interview style, Jonathan said that Drea has a better resume than he does, and she would be hard to beat. Jonathan and Marianne talk, and Marianne agrees that Drea is a big threat, that she will win if she gets to the end. Marianne tells Mike that she's putting down Drea's name. That's her word. Omar wants to make a big move and get rid of Mike because he's a big threat. Drea's gut is telling her that everyone is acting weird, and so then she tells Omar that she is going to take Mike's immunity idol. Omar asked, you can take it? The whole idea seems to tickle him, and Drea tells him, you're the only person I'm telling. Yikes! Had she told anyone else, she would have been safer. Literally, nobody knows the sneaky snake that Omar is. His gameplay is incredible. So Omar thinks it's the perfect time and place to take Mike out and shares that plan with Lindsay, but then Lindsay tells Omar. So we can blindside Mike and get him out, or tell him what the power is and Mike gives us the idol, and that way we still have control of the idol. And then it is Tribal Council time, night 21. Jeff talks with the players about the do-or-die twist, and the jury looks shocked about it. Jonathan knew he had to compete, that there was no real choice for him. And Lindsay said her competitive nature overtook her gut, and she made a poor choice. Jeff asked Omar if it was hard for him to sit out the competition, and Omar said that he grew up with parents who said, you get an education no matter what, you don't have to go to gym class, which brought some laughs. The more I watch Omar, the more in awe I am at how he says the right thing at the right time, almost every single time. Then there was talk about the various kinds of nods that are given depending on the plan and depending on the alliance, which was really funny. Then Drea, always Drea, intense, thoughtful, ominous. She was really a lot of fun to listen to at this tribal council and how she observes so many things going on around camp. Mike said, you have to be careful about how you say your words. Even regular talk, people go away with the wrong impression, which I thought was really interesting coming from him as he tends to dictate more than ask what people think about things. Then it was time for Jeff to set up the do or die. Three boxes, one of them with a flame, two of them with skulls. And then it was time for Lindsay to walk up and stand before the three boxes? I'm telling you, it was intense. So Lindsay had a gut feeling about one box and a backup feeling about another box. And then, like a snake striking, she reached out and tapped the middle box. Jeff then said, before opening your box, I'm going to open up one of the other two boxes. He did, and it was a skull, which then put it down to a 50-50 shot. 
He then told Lindsay that she could choose the other box if she wanted to, because she had mentioned having a backup plan. She said that the one Jeff had opened was her backup plan. She's going with her gut, the middle box. He opened up that box, and it was the flame. I was so damn happy, I couldn't believe it. Happy, relieved, she was happy and relieved. Lindsay deserved that luck or intuition or whatever it was. I couldn't have been happier for her. She was speechless but couldn't stop smiling. You can see that she's high from the adrenaline. And she said that she loves Survivor. So then Jeff said, this means we are going to vote. And then Drea takes over and reads her knowledge is power advantage. Mike hung his head a little bit for dramatic effect. And then Drea asked, Mike, do you have an idol? He gave a slow pause and then looked at her and said, no. Drea cussed, which was blocked out, of course. But she grinned instantly and then says, oh, that was good. And the people on the jury could not believe it. And then we go back in time to about 30 minutes before tribal, where Omar tells Mike about Drea's power, and Mike gives over his idol to Omar. So with that failure of her knowledge's power advantage, it is time to vote. Marianne had to physically close her mouth with her hand, and in the voting booth, she was a bundle of nerves and energy, which was really funny. Also in the voting booth, Drea pulled out another advantage for an extra vote. With all the votes in, Jeff asked if anyone wanted to play an idol. Nobody did, and the votes were read, and it went Drea, Mike, Drea, Mike, Drea, Mike, Drea, Drea. Immediately, Drea smiled, said she gave it her all, says she went out fighting. Mike asks, did you throw two on me? Drea laughs and says, yes, lots of laughs, smiles, super energetic tribal. Mike says, I'm still coming to see you in Canada. It was such a funny damn tribal council. Drea then starts talking as she was grabbing her torch and putting it into the stand. She very calmly said, Lindsay, I'm rooting for you. You know why. Jonathan, you were never on my radar, but I was always on yours. Mike, if you make it to the end, you'll probably win. Omar, you were the only person I told the secret to, and I want everyone else to know that. And Marianne, keep being you, babe. And then Mike says, you gave me two, I love it, or something like that, which brought Drea back to Mike in laughter and another partial hug as the two of them clasped their hands together. And damn, Drea was just everything I thought she might be and so much more. What a bundle of joy and humor and unexpectedness, playfulness. Her exit by far and away was the best. Even Jeff loved it, and he said he couldn't think of another season where there was this much fierce gameplay and yet such camaraderie that this is the ideal way in his mind for Survivor to be played. Man. Drea's gone. Drea seems like too big and great of a player to be gone. I guess all of the vote outs have been impactful to me, but I think Drea's vote out is the biggest punch in the gut to me. I hate that she's gone. Yeah, I really hate that she's gone. This is such a bummer. 
As far as who voted who or whom, the votes for Drea came from Mike, Omar, Lindsay, Marianne, and Jonathan. And the three votes for Mike came from Romeo, Drea, and Drea, using her extra vote. Ah, what a bummer. What a bummer. I can't believe we're going to see her on the jury next week. I knew that I really enjoyed her as a player, but I am surprised by how, by how bummed I am about this vote out. This really sucks. All right. Shoot, I almost feel like I can't move on to rounding up my thoughts for what happens next. Damn. All right, well, this is the game. We move on. It sucks. Bye, Drea. Damn it. Damn it, Drea. Okay, let me gather my thoughts here and we'll get to it. All right, I took a few moments, composed myself, so let's wrap up this episode. On her way out, Drea mentioned that Omar was the only person she told her secret to, but to be honest, I don't think that warning does anything to any of them. Omar has done a stellar job portraying himself as the backseat driver to each of them individually, and I think a quick warning like Drea's won't have an impact. He's too entrenched in all their hearts and minds, so in my mind, this is still Omar's game to run. Nobody really wants to get rid of Marianne or Romeo. Having them in the game gives everyone else obvious targets to talk about when they're together as a big group, before they go running around behind each other's backs and picking the real target. If by some miracle Jonathan loses the next immunity challenge, he's going to be the biggest target for all of them, except as much as Omar might say he doesn't want Jonathan at the end, I don't think he would mind that as much as having Mike at the end. Mike has been a good, loyal player, and now Mike's stepping up and starting to make big moves, adding to his resume, giving him a more robust resume over Jonathan, I would say. Also, Mike has an immunity idol, as does Lindsay, and Marianne has an extra vote, which I don't think anybody knows about. Actually, of the remaining players, I bet that Omar would find Mike and Lindsay as the two biggest threats to go to the end with. And they are the two with idols right now. Omar really may have his hands full this week. I think he's going to feel compelled to go after Mike, but I think Lindsay's going to see right through that, see herself in Mike's shoes, and get nervous herself. And maybe this is what pushes Lindsay to make a big counter move. I think Marianne would be most loyal to Lindsay, and being at the bottom with Romeo means maybe Romeo would stick with whatever Marianne does. Lindsay, Marianne, and Romeo, those three, along with Marianne's extra vote, could really upset the apple cart. Same thing goes for if Omar goes after Lindsay because of her idol. How does he sell that to Mike without Mike seeing through it? Maybe if Jonathan loses the challenge, Omar is going to be forced to go with the more obvious choice and get rid of Jonathan. And then maybe Omar just has to hope and pray that he's able to flush one, if not both, of the other idols as well. That would be crazy. I don't know how he could do that. Wouldn't it be incredible if Marianne took in Drea's warning about Omar 
and approached Lindsay with her concern. Not that they would have to make a big move against him right away, but just to be aware of the moves Omar is making. That would be a lot of fun to watch if that were to happen. And this is right around the time when my brain turns to mush, and I throw up my hands and leave it to Omar to figure out. I will say, as I look at the remaining six players, that I'm rooting for Lindsay to win the whole thing. I know she's still rather unknown compared to all the other players, but from what I've seen so far, I think she might be the puppet master of the puppet master. I hope she is. If Drea were still in the game, I would have a tough time choosing between the two of them, but unfortunately it's an easier choice now, and my choice is Lindsay. Alright, with that said, I'm out of here. Thanks so much for stopping by for another episode of Gravitorch Podcast. It's been fun, and I hope to catch you all next week. Until then, take care.